Hi. Welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from my emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from that real estate agent, that very successful one around the town, who actually fucks in all the homes she shows. I could be reading from that cashier, who secretly on her days off, likes to suck as much cock as she can. I could be reading about your car mechanic, who secretly goes and picks up men on weekends to have a little fun. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, questions, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. And just remember, by submitting story, fantasy, or question, or anything else, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic, or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage roleplay, rape, sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to your creation. By the way, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at dnikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. And if you like the show, leave a positive review on any platform you listen to your other favorite podcasts. Support for Dear Nikki is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, if you like them smooth, go for it. But for me... I like to use the guard that help leaves lots of texture behind that I can use my tongue up and down while I suck on him, tracing with my tongue. Maybe nibble those thighs after I'm done. Oh, I'm sorry. I got distracted from a little naughtiness we had the other night. Manscaped just launched the fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. 4.0. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Oh my. Mm. So if you're still using your old trimmer, the one that sounds like you're trimming the verge outside, it's definitely time to upgrade to something quieter, sleeker, sexy. And while keep your play partner, lover, or any other dynamic, enjoying their time down there and maybe staying for a lot longer than you think. Get 20% off and free shipping worldwide with code DEARNIKI, all one word, of course, at manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code word DEARNIKI, N-I-K-K-Y, of course. Mark it on your calendars, October 28th is the ASN award show done virtually. It was pre-recorded and I have so many stories from that that I finally get to tell and it'll be on the following episode. Unless you're a patron, then you'll get to hear it on Friday's drop. So yes, join patron, $5 extra a month, you get an extra show, 
find out the story before the following, uh, yeah, the following Wednesday. And there you go. Plus some other news that I'm dropping that day too. So patrons, now that you get to hear on October 29th, you will finally get to hear what I've been dying to tell you. Mark it on your calendars. I cannot wait. I finally have a date. I finally can tell you everything. And it's huge news that I'm very excited about. And I think you will be too. Thank you so much for everything, um, for sticking with me, riding in this journey, and best of all, contributing. It wouldn't be a show without each and every one of you. Thanks for the questions and the chats. And I'm having a, every week, I'm having a perfectly splendid time being with you and exploring these fantasies. And it even expands my mind. So keep everything coming. That being said, the other day I was in a chat with um, two friends of mine, and they are both in the crime world, crime podcasting and stuff like that. And I was, <laughs> I always have to Google the shit that they do. Like they'll talk about this person or that person and that autopsy and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, who the fuck are we talking about now? So I am very like, if I join a conversation and, and things like that, and after I've Googled stuff and to lighten the mood of the room where the two, the room of us, this, us three, I always go, hey, look, squirrel. You know, I'm that person that has to bring a little bit of funny off the wall stuff into it. Well, I was, we were talking about how I always have to Google something. And I said, well, <laughs> wow, that's interesting. But I'm over here Googling cock rings because I was at the Pines and saw this glorious cock ring that held his balls in his, his cock up. And I really want to find that for my lover. And so I'm saying that part of the story. So you'll understand this part of the story. So apparently <laughs> he was telling me one time they found a cock ring on the floor at in the morgue and he couldn't, rem it goes on to say, and I'll read the exact talk now, okay, or the, the conversation, his part of the conversation. I can't remember if the guy was wearing it or just had it on his person. Actually, it had to have been in his pocket or something because one of the investigators, innocent to all this stuff, was wearing gloves, of course, picked it up and was curious what it was. We were in the middle of the morgue during the morning rounds and the assistant deputy director knew what it was but didn't tell her. Instead, she walked over and pretended to expect it as well. And she's like, hey, what's that? Is that a button on it? What's it do? The investigator pushed the button and it began to vibrate. The innocent squeal of surprise sent her out before dropping it back on the table. It was the funniest fucking thing. So <laughs> could you imagine you, you pass with your sex toy or ladies if we had the vibrating panties on? or our vibrator up inside us that could be remotely controlled by our lover. And then we get in a horrible accident. So that really got me thinking, do I really want, to, you know, after we play in the restaurant, I'm gonna have to remove that thing and put it in my purse. Because I there's just I would I don't know. But then again, I'm like, fuck it, I'm dead, right? <laughs> what do you guys think? Is that making you second guess on using your playthings out in public? Yes or no? Dear Nikki, this may sound odd, but I'm turned on by the thought of my boyfriend cheating on me. He travels a lot with my mind, always goes to the thought that he's out fucking another woman. But instead of getting mad, the thought gets me very wet. I will often spend the day thinking about it. Does it matter if I'm home, shopping, or working? My mind always is on that thought. 
and always makes me horny. I'm thinking of masturbating more now at 23 than I did when I was younger, and I did it often then. I will see an attractive woman, and my mind thinks what he would look like fucking her. I have even taken to masturbating in public bathrooms, if the thought gets me really going. I don't know, does that make me whatever you would call a female cuckold? That my mind is always on him with other women and not me. Should I talk to him about this? See if maybe he would be into having sex with other women, with me watching, or him telling me about it after? Well, yes. And you're not a cut cold, you're a cut queen. A cut queen is a woman who willingly allows her boyfriend husband to sleep around, feels aroused and or derives sexual pleasure by watching her boyfriend husband have sex with other women. Should I think you should talk to him? Absolutely. I don't believe there should be secrets, especially when it comes to our sex and our sexuality when it comes in our relationships. Because we know what I always say, that's our other half of ourself, and you're hiding it if not. So yes, I think you should find a way to say you find it arousing that um, you're turned on by the idea of him with another woman. Though I always say in, in things like this, you can never undo what you do. So maybe you guys explore a sleeve and a sleeve, you know, is supposed to be essentially another pussy. And they do have pussy pockets that are designed by other women's pussies. So, you know, that are molded from another pussy, kind of like some cocks are made after someone else's cock. Like you could, you could actually buy John Holmes cock or any other porn stars cock out there. If you like, you can even if your boyfriend's significant other partner, whatever we're calling him, if he has a glorious cock, you can also do a mold off of his cock. So when he's not there to service you and you need to get dicked, there you go. But yes, I, I do think you should talk to him about it. I think you should be open with it in your own way. And remember, um, it, it may be shocking to him. There are some men that are be like, no, I only want to have sex with you. And that's okay, remember. Um, but maybe explain to him why, you know, show him some porn of cheating men or, you know, uh, cut queening and stuff like that. And be careful, there's unless you're into humiliation, sometimes the porn tends to um, have humiliation with cucking. And that necessarily doesn't go hand in hand. And it doesn't sound like it goes with you. Also, you just want to see them have physical sex. And the people that do dive in and watch their partner have sex with another person, explain the amazing connection. And I will tell you, after all the years of being on the lines and hearing that and reading the stories, you can tell the connection that those people have. So it very well could be. And it, it's such a big bubble when you do talk about it. And I think if you just start the conversation and get it flowing, and it may turn him on the thought he's just turning you on. And it's just, the woman is just, and dare I say it, just an object to fuck. There's no emotional attachment or anything else, unless you guys want to dive down that, that rabbit hole too. And that, who knows, people change as things happen. So I say go for it, but find a way maybe to not just jump into it unless you're just 100% sure that's what you want. But find a way to explore it. But I do think you should be open with it. Absolutely. Dear Nikki, I recently started listening to the show and love it. I recently heard the episode asking for advice on how a guy can last longer. 
I'm sure almost every man in the world has thought about this and tried various things. What I have found is a lot of tricks that people mention are only a short-term distraction. There are two real things I can do to control how long I can last. First is not to wait days between sex or masturbation. For me, if my wife and I aren't having any sex every day, I won't be able to last long when we do. So I can masturbate during an off day and be better prepared for the next day or later that day. If you have a date night or other plans ahead of your with your wife, most guys will build up a lot of anticipation the day leading up to it. But that all works against you if you're trying to please her like you picture the night in your head. You'd be best to let off some steam earlier in the day. The other thing I recommend is learning what positions feel best and which positions take more energy. For me, if we're doing doggy style on the bed, I can't last more than two to three minutes. I can try to distract myself with math or tickling the roof of my mouth with my tongue, but that only delays an orgasm for maybe a minute. The best thing for me to fuck my wife from a position that take a bit more energy, like me standing on the floor with my wife face down on the bed and me holding her legs up to me. This requires a bit more balance and work and it feels great but it takes a lot of focus off just coming or not coming. Other standing positions like in the shower or standing on the floor bent all the way over where I have to bend down just a little to get the right height looks awesome, feels great, but keeps me distracted enough just last a while, usually until she can't hold out either. Josh. Well, hello, Josh. I absolutely agree with this and I don't know why I didn't think about it. Maybe it's because I don't have to worry about it. But no, this is very, very excellent points of, and not only that, just, you know, if, if you do start dog style, don't feel bad about flipping her over and, and changing different positions, like you said, and still standing there and holding her legs. I know that I like to, um, if you have me on my back and there's nothing like me with my legs over your shoulders or even off to the side and I'm tilting myself up because I want you to hit that perfect spot. And you can tell that, you know, my lover is, moving with me and letting me do that control that part of it from I guess I'm topping from the bottom huh anyway (laughs) but there's sometimes oh my god you can just yeah so but we do change it up I mean he will fuck me good and then we'll change it up and I'll suck him or I'll stroke him or he'll eat go out and eat me out just and we change it up all the time so it's not just let's lay down let's fuck or hey let's now don't get me wrong there's there's times I just put me on my knees and fuck me hard I don't care if you only last two to three minutes and I need a good dicking and when I get there I'm usually bitchy and like not bad bitchy just you know I I need a good hard fucking and that means go all gusto there buddy because give it to me but yeah he's absolutely right try these things and um I like being flipped around and and kept going and but then again my lover really knows that you know what time it is it's time to sit back relax Let's have some whiskey with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, yours is my favorite podcast. The following is a true story. I have heard you say how you like to taste yourself and love when your lover goes down on you after finishing. Personally, I cannot explain the appeal, but the reality turns me on to no end. I would love to hear you read my story and expand your thoughts on the topic. Scott, the night stars are out as the typical one. The kids have been put to sleep, and I'm lightly dozing off while trying to read on the e-reader. C comes in, dims the lights, and shuts the door. 
With the click of her lock, her intentions are clear. She comes to bed and cozies up next to me with a warm up in her cool skin. Our hands start to roam over each other, and in no time, we are skin to skin. I start to explore her inner thighs, and my fingers brush warm, wet honeypot between her legs. Next, I slowly start to kiss down her body until my lips are perched just outside her sacks. Slowly at first, I start to probe her inner reaches with my tongue. After building her up for a while, I end with a finger inside her, massaging her G-spot while I lavish her clit with my tongue and lips. By this time, she's begging for me to stop and give her a chance to please me. I shift upward and she takes a long lick on my tip, slick with pre-cum. As passionate kiss follows, the taste of myself on her tongue drives me wild. Our lovemaking is urgent and shortly I feel the pressure of my pending release building. Through her panting, she grasps, give me your hot cum. And upon hearing this, I unload deep into her womanhood while she's still coming down the euphoric high of orgasm. She looks into my eyes and says, have a taste now. Hesitantly, I move lower, but a light push on my shoulders is all the encouragement I need. I quickly find myself looking at her wet pink sacks, where a small hint of my scene begins to collect. I start by lightly touching her pink button with my tongue, and a resulting moan causes more of our mixed juices to build at her opening. She runs her hands through my hair and guides me to dive in. The combined flavor of our love making is intoxicating. I soon find myself lost in the passion of the moment. After a shared kiss, we look at each other and know that a taste is only the beginning. Hello, Scott. How are you? (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. He's right. It's an unbelievable connection that you have with your lover. I had never thought about sharing cum. And I'm not talking about drinking it out of a shot glass. That's just not my cup of cum there. Ha ha. See what I did there? Uh, I never thought of it. I always like swallowing. Um, I don't spit. It just, it's a waste of energy. So just swallow, get it over with if you don't like it. My opinion. But I never thought about sharing. Like, if he came in my mouth, sharing it with him, and he gets to taste my mouth, you know, my juices, my passion, and his cum, or us together, if that's what we do. I, until I met him, I was very, like, I have to swallow, it's mine. It's mine, it's my gift you gave me. So that's the way I always looked at it. But the first time we did it, and he came inside me, ate it, and then we kissed, I was, it It, it was a connection that I can't explain. And, and Scott actually did a very good thing about explaining it. I now, I have to taste him. I have to taste him. I have to taste us together. I have to share it, it you know, back and forth. It's just, there's just an unbelievable thing. It's very passionate. It's, you know, I, it brought us together to me in that moment and every moment. And we always taste each other. It brings us more together. I think it does. I would have to, uh, mental note, ask lover. <laughs> What his opinion? I would love to know his opinion on this. And I, if I get this question again, I will have to let you know what he says. But no, I do think it brings us together on a deeper level. Um, but even if you didn't have a dynamic like mine or Scott's, tasting yourself off of the person you're with, it's an amazing connection in that moment. I'm not saying it's reserved for people that are in love or anything like that. It's just, it's amazing. But Again, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. But I, I still think it brings a connection together. Um, you should try it. Dear Nikki, this encounter happened on Labor Day weekend. The wife and I have a friend that she's allowed to play with. We decided to go out for some drinks that night since we were off that Monday. 
so we met at a local bar. After a few drinks, we decided to hit another bar. This bar was not intimate and not greatly lit. I had excused myself to the restroom, and I came back to see my wife and our friend making out. I instantly got hard. As I sat down, just smile at them. This went on for a couple of hours, my wife making out with both of us from time to time. I could only imagine what the other patrons were thinking. As the night was dying down, we headed to our cars. We had all parked in the same area. We all went into the back seat of his car. As soon as we went in, my wife started getting undressed, and I started touching her, feeling her super wet pussy as she made out with her buddy. Next thing you know, I have my cock in her mouth while she's getting fucked from the back. We switched positions like four times as we fucked my wife and she swallowed all of our cocks. I finally gave out to her buddy and he fucked her till he came and filled my wife's pussy full of warm, thick cum. And once he finished, I started fucking her while she was filled with his cum and unloaded my cum and my wife too. Now she was full of both of our cum. She kissed him goodbye, and we went home. As she was dripping both of our loads in the car, did I mention she's not on birth control? The suspense of the unknown of pregnancy was just as big as a turn-on as we were fucking her. Frankie. Well, hello, Frankie, you kinky bastard. (laughs) I love this. The thought of meeting the third in a bar that your partner plays with, and then to kink it up a notch, as we say, going out to the parking lot and having a quickie, but involving your partner with you, lover, whatever dynamic we're saying, right? Would you? What would you do if you came back and the person that your partner's sitting next to that maybe you titillated with and thought about it They took the bull by the horns. Not that she did. This was already an agreement. But what if you had that talk of, yeah, it'd be okay if you played with Claire or if you played with Justin or whatever their name is. You know, we can always go Jane or John Doe at this point, right? (laughs) But what would you do if you came out of that restroom and they were making out with them? Would you sit there getting hard, getting wet, watching them just like Frankie did? Would you encourage it? Would you reach over and pull their chin without saying words and kiss them deep? Maybe play between their legs, stroking them, encouraging them on, pinch their nipples. Give them the idea that you're into it too. Hmm. Sexy thoughts, I think. What are you? Would you do this? I really like to know. Dear Nikki, I'd worked in an office for several years, a male and mostly female setting. I got along with most of my co-workers and enjoyed working for my supervisor, who was a few years older than me. She had medium-length dark hair, a cute pointy nose, sexy eyes, small breasts, and a neat ass. I enjoyed flirting with her, but could not really determine if she had any reciprocal interest or not. We were both married to others. Our office moved a couple times. She remained my supervisor. We continued to flirt. I really like double endandras. That way, if anyone's offended, I have a way out due to misunderstanding my intent. Gradually, the flirting took on a more overtly suggested tone. 
perhaps because I was continually shut down at home because my supervisor seemed at least amused with my overtures. One evening, we were both working late. I hate to leave paperwork hanging, and she had management stuff to to attend to. On my way out, she was still working, so I stopped in her office. We chatted. It was warm, but probably me just heating up. I don't remember the conversation, but I recall that I had moved behind her chair and began to rub her shoulders. The stoplight was still green. The talk was still coyly sexual, and I had a raging heart on. Finally, I decided what the hell, and still behind her, unzipped and released my erection. I continued to rub her shoulders. She leaned back and reached back, and I will forever remember the little gasp she made as her fingers wrapped around my cock. She kept hold as she swiveled her chair to round to see, and kept stroking with a smile on her face the whole time. I'm sure I was smiling too, as I am right now. She got both hands involved and knew what end game was. She was quite expertly brought me to a nice finish, still smiling. I was thankfully not fired, and there was a couple of follow-ups, equally enjoyable, in and out of the office. We are both in many years older now, but I let her stroke me any time. Leo. Oh, hello, Leo. Brave of you, because only once in my life have I shit where I ate, and that didn't... Yeah, never mind. Story for another day, Mr. Klinger. Uh, but not you, Leo. <laughs> I... Yeah, this was hot. I might shit where I ate if this happened. There's nothing like a nice hard cock in front of you. It's like, please pet me. Please touch me. Please make me come. Hmm. Could I do it? Could I? Because I am a big flirt. I don't know if you guys realize. I mean, really, I am a huge fucking flirt. You want to find out? (laughs) Though I'm called a tease most of the time. Anyway, so could I do this? If there was a next, if there was enough sexual buildup and I was not getting my needs met at home, possibly. But then again, he doesn't have to worry about that. Dear Nikki, this is a true story. I am a straight man in North America, and I want to tell if some of my coming of age experiences that helped me find out who I was. I was 18, drunk at college party, unable to drive, much less walk. I found myself scrolling through my list of contacts, looking for a ride home somewhere around 3 a.m. Luckily, when you're 18, everyone you know is a night owl, so shortly thereafter, I heard a back from my best friend, Tyler. He had been playing video games up all night and was willing to come and get me. He gave me a heads up that he was on his way, so I stumbled out to the porch to wait for him. He pulled up with a big smile on his face, hopped out of the car to help me in. Did you get a little drunk, buddy? He said, laughing at me. I was never known to be much of a drinker, so he had a fair laugh at how much of a mess I was, then got me into the car and we headed to my house. When we got there, the house was empty and we settled in the living room. Admittedly, my memory was a tad hazy, but I remember a few key things about this night. First, 
I remember Tyler putting a movie on the television for us to watch. I remember him getting each of us some water and a blanket, and we got comfortable on each side of the couch. I remember being unbelievably horny. I mean this when I say I had as rock hard cock in my pants that would not budge for anything. Alcohol mixed with my extremely high hormones fueled the bulging erection that couldn't ignore. I had to say something, and luckily I did. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I told him straight out that my penis needed attention or else I couldn't sleep. I remember this clearly because my voice was trembling, but I knew it to be true. I was nothing if, if not being honest. He said to me, look, man, do what you've got to do, but just keep it under the blanket. I remember that I had a porno DVD hidden inside one of my movie cases. I had stolen it off a magazine in a local bookstore a few years earlier. One of those promo DVDs that dirty magazines from early 2000s would stick in the cover. I remember asking him to get it and put it in the DVD player. I instructed him on where it was. To my surprise, none of this felt weird, and he seemed to be acting pretty normal about it, so I just went with it. We began watching a big-breasted blonde porn star in a barn, surrounded by hay bales, slowly rubbing her hands down her tight, plaid-covered torso, all the way to the top of her daisy dukes. I watched and slowly and discreetly massaged my penis through my own shorts. I felt apprehension to remove my shorts, so I settled on lightly rubbing over the top of them. I glanced over at Tyler and noticed his eyes were heavy. He was close to nodding off. Fantastic. I'll just masturbate, get this out of my system, pass out, and we'll never even have to speak of this. The movie went on. Our featured porn star was now fully naked and being met by a man with a very large cock. I focused it on the scene for a little bit as I continued to rub myself, even still feeling a bit self-conscious and unsure. After about five or more minutes watching this woman stimulate the man, I heard Tyler speak out. All right, you got me, Tyler said, lifting his butt up to pull down his shorts under the blanket. This never happened, okay? I looked over to see my friend with this fist full of penis wrapped around a white blanket, pumping himself three feet away from me on the couch. I couldn't see much, if anything, aside from what the dim light of television reflection would allow. I tried to play it cool and not stare. I also slowly worked to remove my own shorts without being too obvious about it. Even though he sat there proudly masturbating himself in full view of me, less than a small coverage of a blanket, I still felt a significant apprehension of the small amount of shame. Nevertheless, I did indeed slowly remove my own shorts to join him. The moment of wrapping my penis in the fleece blanket and gripping it with my own hand, coupled with the excitement of sharing this experience with my best friend, was almost too much to handle. I almost came immediately after freeing my cock and had to back off just a bit. I didn't want to come too early, of course. So we continued to masturbate, saying very little, but stealing quick glances at each other, still not having revealed our penises. I remember it like this. We began. It was dark and probably around 4 a.m. We had progressed through three scenes and the entire length of the DVD. The sun had come up. 
and I remembered looking at the clock. It was 6 a.m. We had been quietly masturbating together for two hours. The time flew by so quickly that we were shocked. I also realized that I was, at this point, completely sober, not any less horny, not by a long shot. In fact, I was extremely overloaded and worked up, extremely edged. I could have came several times during the past two hours, but I didn't want to end the experience. I sensed Tyler felt the same way. Tyler said to me, hey, we should probably get some sleep soon, as the DVD ended. Well, did you want to finish? I responded back. Yeah, Tyler laughed. I definitely want to finish. We started the DVD over, back to the barn girl, but this time we matched one another's speed and began pumping our cocks with a little more intensity. Admittedly, I really didn't know what to do, so I followed Tyler's lead. This is precisely where I had my moment of self-discovery. Tyler pulled up the front of his shirt up over behind his head, so his sleeves were still on, but his chest and abdomen were exposed. With the blanket wrapped tightly around his penis, Tyler vigorously pumped himself. I tried to match his speed, but I knew that if I did, I would blow my load and cut my enjoyment of this amazing show short for myself. What exactly was I watching, and why did I enjoy it so much? Through the eyes of a straight 18-year-old boy, I felt confusion and extreme arousal. I had never witnessed anything like this. Tyler's chest and abdomen exposed in light of the morning sun as he pumped himself through the blanket. I have to lose the blanket to come. I hope you don't mind, man, he said. I didn't say a word back to him. Enamored, I watched as he removed the blanket, exposing his penis to the open air. His tight, 18-year-old body withered and humped the air as he shot after shot of his thick cum, coated his torso while he was getting some on my couch. The watery load ran down his side as he exhaled deeply in post-orgasm bliss next to me. As he came, I too felt the deepening tightness and subsequent explosion of my first orgasm in the presence of another man. The intensity was unforgettable, as shot of my own cum painted the underside of my blanket. Though this was completely unintentional, it was actually quite hot for me to make that mess. We lay there for a few minutes, penises fully exposed, loads covering our abdomens and thighs, and laughed about what had just done. Not only was this the most intense orgasm I had had up until this point, it was the most interesting experience. We talked about how it was fun, but we probably shouldn't do it again. We went to sleep on the couch that morning. That was the beginning of a 10-year relationship of secretly masturbating together. I have so many other stories to share. One message, straight guys. It's not gay to jerk off with your friends. What bros do in secrecy and privacy of our own company stays there. Do not rob yourself of these experiences. Jason. Well, hello, Jason, and I 100% agree, though, can I watch next time? (laughs) There's nothing sexier than watching two men or a man masturbate. I look at it as not only is it sexual, and it makes me aroused and want to come myself, but it teaches me maybe something, a way to touch my lover or please my lover. Not that I haven't done a lot of things with my lover, but it still, it 
watching a man masturbate is completely different the way than a woman would masturbate a man. So ladies, if you want to learn how to touch your man or explore your man, definitely watch the way a man touches himself or pull up men masturbating that way too. It's men touch each other differently than not that they did than what we would touch them. And men, they always say, if you want to learn how to touch a woman, watch a woman masturbate. So that kind of thing. But no, this is I completely agree with him. There's nothing wrong with this and self discovery and exploring. And like he said, it stays there. It stays completely there. No one needs to know. No one needs to know that you two are secretly masturbating. And it doesn't mean you want to reach over and suck his cock. Now that's okay if you decide to go that far or to take that step. But this is not gay, regardless. And does it really matter if they weren't there? Do they really need to know? And if you did tell, why are you telling them? And here's the thing, straight guys. This is more common than what you actually think. I cannot tell you over the years how many times I have heard this. And it's at least two to three times a week. So there you go. You're not alone out there. It's sometimes a desire. Sometimes it happens. It is what it is. And it doesn't make you anything but a sexually explorative person. What do you guys think? I think this is a really good place to stop for the day. I want to thank you again for joining me. Remember, if you have any questions, stories, or sex exploration you want to tell me about, don't forget to email them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com or anonymously through the website, DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Don't forget, join Patron. $5 a month gets you an extra episode each week and early access to this one. Patron.com forward slash DearNikki. N-I-K-K-Y, of course. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at dnikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. Don't forget to leave a positive review anywhere you find your other favorite podcast. And in closing, did you like what you saw on Friday night when you came home? Me spread open, wide and waiting for you with a nice wet pussy. Me teasing myself with my vibrator. I thought you did. Mm, why do you think I dropped to my knees for you? And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, bye for now.